0: loving father in heaven thank you for your goodness and love and mercy bestowed upon us in that you have given us good health you've sustained our lives saved us from trouble healed our diseases and provided all the basic necessities of life praise glory honor and adoration be unto your name now and forevermore our father in heaven we want to live for you Therefore, we ask, grant us of your spirit and help us, Lord, that power shall be given to us to live the life of Christ, to live a life that glorifies your name. We ask that the devotion we'll be having now shall help us to that end and shall invigorate us and encourage us and bless us indeed that we may live the life that you want us to live put words in our mouth and we may speak blessings to all who would listen. Do all this and take the glory in Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling May 31 Three Mighty Helpers Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life romans chapter 6 verse 4 jesus was our example in all things that pertain to life and godliness he was baptized in jordan just as those who come to him must be baptized Christ made baptism the entrance to his spiritual kingdom. Those who receive the ordinance of baptism thereby make a public declaration that they have renounced the world and have become members of the royal family. Those who do this are to make all worldly considerations secondary to their new relations publicly, they have declared that they will no longer live in pride and self-indulgence. They are bound by a solemn covenant to live to the Lord. They are to use for Him all their entrusted capabilities. When we submit to the solemn rite of baptism, we testify to angels and to men that we are purged from our old sins and that henceforth, having died to the world, we will seek those things which are above. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 Let us not forget our baptismal vow. In the presence of the three highest powers of heaven, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we have pledged ourselves to do the will of Him who declared, I am the resurrection and the life. John chapter 11 verse 25. Christ forgives every penitent sinner. And as the forgiven one at the time of baptism rises from the watery grave, he is declared a new creature whose life is hid with Christ in God. Let us ever remember that it is our high privilege to be purged from our old sins. When the Christian takes his baptismal vow, divine help is pledged to him. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit stand ready to work in his behalf. God places at his command the resources of heaven that he may be an overcomer. His own power is small, but God is omnipotent and God is his helper. Daily, he is to make known his wants at the throne of grace. By faith and trust, by availing himself of the resources provided, he can be more than a conqueror. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Three Mighty Helpers and our key text is Romans 6 verse 4 which says Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father even so also we should walk in newness of life. For the past few devotions we have been looking at the gift of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit assists us to do the will of God and helps us to abide in Christ and Christ in us. Today we are looking at the concept of baptism and what follows baptism which is the help of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. As Christians we need to be aware of what our privilege is because if we do not know what our privilege is, we cannot take advantage of it. Every Christian who, by baptism, proclaims to the world and to angels that they believe in Jesus has been given the entrance into Christ's spiritual kingdom. In the book of Mark 16, verse 16, Jesus said, Whosoever believeth and baptizeth shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. There, Jesus made it clear that for us to be saved we have to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior but this acceptance has a public way in it, w- in which it is shown and that is through baptism and when we baptize into Christ he told us in Matthew chapter 28 reading from verse 19 go ye therefore and teach all nations and he says baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost and Just a little digression, if Jesus says baptize in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Ghost, then baptize in the name of Father and Son and Holy Ghost, there is no need to modify it, no need to make a change in that. And baptism, by the way, as we see in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 4, is a symbol that we are dead to this world and we want to live a new life, become new creatures in Christ. Jesus, when speaking to Nicodemus, said to him that in order for us to enter into the kingdom of God, we must be born again. The physical act and sign that we show, it is a token that has been given to us that we must do to show that we have been born again. That is baptism. That is the experience of being born again. It is true that in the Bible, When people accept Christ, they are baptized of the Spirit even before they are baptized of the water. But both are necessary, of course. When Peter was speaking to Cornelius and his family, you can see the story in the book of Acts chapter 10, while he was speaking to them, it was apparent that they became recipients of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and Peter asked, wow! since they have the Holy Spirit which was shown in the fact that they were speaking other languages what hinders them from being baptized so in that account we see God giving them the baptism of the Spirit before even the baptism through the water but what I want us to understand and what God wants us to understand is the symbol of baptism as we see in Romans 6 reading from verse 4 baptism is a symbol of our death to the world It shows that we are partaking of the same experience that Jesus partook of in the cross. We show that we have died to this world, that our old life of sin is gone, and we want to start living a new life in Christ. As we saw in Romans 6, verse 4, that whosoever is engaging in baptism, engages in the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus so that as jesus christ resurrected with a new body we also we resurrect with a pledge that we want to live in newness of life and as jesus died once when we anybody engages in the act of baptism they are to be immersed in water and brought out of that water it is not supposed to be by sprinkling neither is it supposed to be by spraying or any other method the the, the, the way people are to be baptized is by dipping them in water better in a position as if they are lying down which is lying in the watery grave but when they come out it's a symbol that they died already and then resurrect in a new life pledging to the world and to angels that their old, old man is dead The man of sin is dead and the person who is coming out of that water is a different person whose intention and actions should show that they are living a new life in Christ. But what God really wants us to understand in this devotion today is that you, no matter how you enter into water and come out, cannot of yourself resist temptation and live that new life. And that is why God has pledged, the Father has pledged. The Holy Spirit pledges also and the Son, Jesus Christ pledges to give us all the help we need because we have allied ourselves with them. Baptism is an act that is powerful. It is an act that shows where we stand and when we do it, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost pledges themselves to us. We have the privilege now of accepting and drawing strength from them that we may find help to live the life that we ought to live. So, we need to understand our privilege as people who have believed in Jesus and uh, the ordinance of baptism. We need to understand our privilege, and that's our privilege. We have three mighty helpers the greatest powers that ever exists in the universe, the power of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost to help us to live the life that we want to live. It is then our duty to cooperate with these powers by asking when necessary, all the time asking. We should also believe that our sins are forgiven of course and ask for help when we need it most. And all the time we need it, we need to ask for help and show that we are living the life of Christ. This is what God wants us to understand. Have you taken advantage of this help? Do you understand that when you baptized, that God made himself available to you to help you in a special manner than has ever been done? Do you understand that? You should understand that and take advantage of this most precious privilege that divinity has laid himself down for you, to say what is your need. Whatever your need is, I will supply it, especially your spiritual needs. So just to show us something about how the baptism is to be done, which is very very important, let's look at the story of the utopian eunuch that Philip met. This was a man who was studying the Bible by himself but couldn't understand it, and he was in the book of Isaiah 53. And the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, spoke to Philip to go and meet the man. And Philip hastened his footsteps to meet the man in his chariot and explained Isaiah 53 to the man. Now, look at the account here of how he was baptized. In the book of Acts, chapter 8, I'll be reading from verse 38. It says, and okay, I'll start from 37. let's go to uh, verse 36 and as they went on their way they came unto a certain water and the eunuch said see here is water what doth hinder me to be baptized and Philip said if thou believest with all thine heart thou mayest and he answered and said I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he commanded the chariot to stand still and they went down both into the water both Philip and the eunuch take note of these points they went down into the water both Philip and the eunuch and he baptized him verse 39 and when they were come up out of the water the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip and the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing there are many lessons to learn from this story first of all the prerequisite for baptism when the eunuch said here is water there must be a pool of water before one can be baptized and I'll show you more on that for the pool of water we'll come back to Acts chapter 8 for the pool of water if we go to the book of John reading chapter 3 reading chapter 3 verse 23 it says and John also was baptizing okay I'll start from 22 it says after these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea and there he tarried with them and baptized. And John also was baptizing in Enon, near to Salim, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized. Now, why did John go to Enon? He went there because he didn't need just a cup of water to baptize people, he didn't need to just sprinkle. He needed much water for the purpose of dipping the people into the water so that they can have the symbol of being buried in baptism and then come out of the water. And so that point is clear. Before one can be baptized, to engage in that baptism, there needs to be a pool of water that one can be dipped into. Secondly, what we see in that chapter, Acts chapter 8, in the story of the Ethiopian Enoch, if we read there in verse 38, You see in verse 37 rather, we see that Philip questioned him about something. He said to him, Do you believe? He wanted to know if the man believed in Jesus as the Son of God and as the Messiah. Then the eunuch confessed that he does believe. That Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus takes away his sins, and then Paul uh, uh, Philip said to him, "If you believe, then you may baptize and then he confessed that he believed, and he went to baptize for one to be baptized, they must believe that Jesus is their Saviour, who takes away their sins, grants them forgiveness of sins, and helps them to live a new life. Another important point about baptism is that a prerequisite for it is that we must repent of our sins. Reading from Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, reading verse 37, when Peter was preaching to the Jews, he said to them, I'll read from verse 38, it says that, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call so here we see that Peter says to them repent and be baptized we may enter into the water but if we have made if we have not made any decision to repent of our sins then our baptism will not be significant it won't be significant in uh, also there was a time when Paul was discussing with Certain people in the book of Acts 19, there we see the provision for rebaptism. One can baptize and then baptize a second time if they did not know the truth as they should before the baptized, or if people have apostatized and gone away from the truth publicly and they baptized before and they, they, they disobeyed and publicly have shown that they were not with Christ. When they want to come back to Christ, they can rebaptize. Here in the book of Acts 19, reading uh, from I'll say from verse. say from verse two. I start from verse one, and it came to pass that while, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul. John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Here we see the provision for rebaptism. So it is appropriate for people to, even though they had baptized before, but because they did not know specific and important truths, they can rebaptize, and also for people who maybe have baptized but broken their baptismal vows, gone far away from God. When they return, they can rebaptize. Now to the act of baptism. You see here that in this story of the utopian Enoch, reading verse 38, it says that he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down into. Look at those two prepositions there. Down and into to into means they walked into the water down means that the eunuch was dipped down into the water down into and then the next thing in verse 39 it says and when they were come up out of the water so for one to come up you must have gone down for you to go out you must have gone in and that's why it says they went down into the water and the two Positions they're down into, we're justified in the up out. So it shows us clearly that baptism is to be by immersion because when one goes down into, that is, they walked into that water and then was put down inside it and then brought out and come up. So that is why we see clearly that baptism is to be by immersion any other kind of baptism does not fulfill the requirements of what baptism is to be and the lesson really that we should get from today is that we have three mighty helpers the same thing that happened with jesus when he baptized can be for us that god can say about us this is my beloved son this is my beloved daughter in whom i am well pleased and as he supplied the holy spirit to jesus he can also supply all the help we need in the holy spirit to us that we may live that new life may we all take advantage of this and may it be a blessing to us is my prayer amen let us pray loving father in heaven thank you for the provisions you have made for us to be partakers of the divine nature. Thank you for this wonderful privilege that all heaven is at our beck and calling that we may have all the help we need to live the life that we need to live to, to have the image of God restored in us. Loving Father in heaven, we want that help today. Temptations are already coming our way. Please grant us help. Strengthen us through thy spirit. Grant us all the help that we can and that is available to us that we may resist temptation and live for you in this life. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.